Good morning. Good morning. Today is Monday, the 24th of April. It is currently 50 degrees here in Stockbridge, mostly cloudy, supposed to get a high of 68 and partly sunny later on. Um, let's uh, pray and we'll get into our lesson for today. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We just ask for your blessing right now as we get into your word, Lord. We ask for your uh, will to be accomplished on this earth as it is in heaven, Lord. We ask that you empower us with your grace, your mercy, your strength, all your resources, Lord, to uh, for you to use in us to accomplish your will, Lord. Uh, Father, forgive us and help us to forgive, Lord, to that same magnitude, incredibly, perfectly. Lord, provide for our daily needs as you always do. And Lord, we just lift up a little... Maybe Luke with the uh, uh, illness he's got, the cold or whatever it is, Lord, we just ask for quick healing, that none of the family would get it, uh, and that it would just be, uh, uh, we just use his immune system to just work that out, Lord. And uh, Father, uh, just be with us now as we get into your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, more than conquerors, even in impossibilities. In Romans chapter 8, our text for today. Great chapter. Out of life in the Spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to their spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. 
For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes in what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. If we do not know what to pay, (laughs) for we do not know what to pray, or as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together For good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, Who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us? From the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. More than conquerors, even in impossibilities. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, 
We are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans chapter 8. When considering the triumphant Christian life, we may wrongly think that victory depends upon getting out of impossible situations. Actually, we are already more than conquerors, even while we are in the midst of the impossibilities. For us to ultimately, for us to be ultimately defeated, we would have to be separated from Christ's love for us. We would have to be cut off from the loving care of our victorious Lord. How can any foe or situation accomplish that? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? This question is answered in verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. No spiritual foe can enforce such a separation between God and his redeemed children. Neither can any circumstance of impossibility separate us from our loving God. Verses 35 and 36 list some of the impossibilities that make us feel as though we are being defeated. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. When troubles and pressures arise, when we are attacked or are, when we are attacked or are lacking resources, we may be tempted to think that victory is no longer available. When our experience is like a lamb being led to the slaughter, we may think that victory could never be ours. Nevertheless, the truth is that in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Yes, right in the middle of the impossibilities of life, we are already more than a spiritual victor. Actually, we have already been made participants in a mighty, eternal, abundant victory. The victory that Christ accomplished on the cross and in the resurrection. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Our victorious position in any situation is not circumstantial. It is relational. We are united by faith to the victorious one, the Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Dear Father, I praise you for the constant provision of victory through your triumphant Son. Lord, help me to view spiritual victory as a relational matter and not a circumstantial one. I thank you that through Christ, I am already more than a conqueror, right in the midst of my present impossibilities. Amen and amen. You guys have an amazing day as the Lord blesses you, keeps you victorious in all your circumstances.